with music. Hit it. Jason and the Pussycats. We got guitars and pirate hats. Long swords and treasure maps. North, south, east, and west. We got tattoos on our chest. Except for Larry. Yo, 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 it's MC Meatball on the mic here for another episode of the Zoomer Tombstone podcast. Uh, we had to cave into uh, the demands of the woke mob, and now uh, we have a girl on the podcast. Introduce yourself, girl. Uh, hi, it's me, Mad. Uh, you might uh, recognize my voice from the iconic uh, Doug Funny 2 Electric Boogaloo, uh, uh, a bridge that uh... we did recently who would make something really stupid like that yeah gee uh, I, I wonder who could possibly make a man. video uh, like that uh, yeah. some hackneyed idiot for sure why is there a, a, a femoid in our recording booth ivan we did not agree to this i um my name is shitspoon420 and i subscribe to your po- uh, to your to your patreon why is there a woman here i thought this was a woman free space Ugh! Moids, am I right? Yeah, I was I'm expecting... just happy to be one of the boys. I just want you guys to pick me, and I'm very honored. Girls Just know, stink. I am not like one of those girls that you yeah. <laughs> are thinking yeah. of right now. You know she's those girls. Yeah, she's a based and red-pilled gamer girl. Now, anyways, before I kill myself, let's say about what we're uh, talking about. So, what are we reviewing today? Jason Synth? and the Pussycats. Yeah, Josie we and the Pussycats. and pirate hats. <laughs> yeah, see, she got the reference. Not you, Ivan. Look, I'm sorry I'm uncultured. I went to film school, okay? I'm a fucking barbarian. You don't remember the season three premiere of Fairly Odd Parents Shelf Life, where Timmy Turner goes into all the books, and they have what the, the uh, Josie and the Pussycats reference? You are so autistic. How do you know that? That's like common knowledge, dude. <laughs> yeah, Tom Sawyer is um the uh, villain for the uh, entire episode. Yeah. Oh like, shit, I remember that. Yeah, Maybe? his whole motivation is that he doesn't want to go back to Missouri. Yeah. While you're I mean, in that, film that's school, justified. I yeah. learned that in STEM. The fuck STEM? Yeah, I, I learned that episode in STEM. Did did you even go to college? I go to a trade school. All right, I'm a working class hero. A working class heroine so to speak. Yeah. yeah, the only working class heroine around here is <laughs> actual heroine. <laughs> Next review, train spotting. God. Who needs college when you got street smarts like me? Yeah. Yeah, the only stem you know of is uh, the stem of your bong, you fucking stoner. Weed. Hey guys, I'm Seth Rogen. I smoke weed. I uh, I watched I watched Funny People uh on Netflix a couple nights ago. That, that's a solid ass movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching movie. it on a Adult Swim. I unsubscribed from Netflix because I'm out of money. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. speaking of uh, I remember uh, Zoe Duchanel was in a uh, Funny People. Duchanel. And... <laughs> Douche Chanel. But uh, she was one of the people who they consider for the role of Josie in this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, makes yeah, sense. I, 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 yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see yeah. it. Whenever I think of Zoe Deschanel, I always think of uh, like the 2010s and like the whole like hipster era of like fashion and stuff for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the um, 
the era of the manic pixie dream girl yeah 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 I wish a girl would notice me playing the Xbox at Target and introduce herself to me and take me on a wild ride. God, I wish a quirky gamer girl with streaks in her hair would would, would suck my dick on the spot at GameStop. It would be so poggers. But she has to have big tits. Ugh, God. There's people that actually exist that are like that. (laughs) Yes, I know. I've met them. Oh, God, they actually, like, yeah, well, of course they exist. Uh, uh, yes, of course I would meet them, yeah. <laughs> Look where man, I am now. You're, you're so lucky. Like, if I was you, I would just get so many simps to, like, buy me shit. Like, I'm I'm actually, like, jealous. Like, God. Well, why don't you transition then, Simp? Um, because I can wouldn't. become you a can Manic Pixie Dream Girl. More. I don't know. I don't think I would be a hot girl. Damn, self-esteem issues on the podcast. And also, All right. it's just like, look, no no offense, but, you know, it's like girls suck. They can't stand up when they pee. So why <laughs> would I want to do that? Hey, you know that, like, device that they sell to women that's like a cup that, like, lets them pee like dudes? Yeah. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Did you look that up? Just get a pony. No, cum, no, like, that's just, just get a, a pony cum jar or something and piss in that. It's, like, not that. it's not that hard to just, like, lodge it up there. No, and it wouldn't be cum jar. it wouldn't be a cum jar, it'd be a piss jar. Yeah, it would be a gamer girl piss jar with um uh, something else in it. Uh, can you guys like talk about Josie and the Pussycats? I've been waiting here for five minutes. And... I'll, put, I'll put an Alan M uh, figurine in my uh, gamer girl piss jar. Your Alan M? Yeah, iconic character Alan M. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alan M. Yeah. Yeah. Not Alan and... B. Or C or Z, Alan motherfucking M. Now it's funny you say that because like uh, so Josie uh, first appeared in like an Archie comic, I believe, that she had her own spinoff called uh, She's Josie, and originally she didn't even have a rock band, and she had like different friends. Before uh, Alan M, there was uh, Alex, who was more like a beatnik type, mm-hmm. who was like this like skinny dude, but I, I guess like in like 69 they revamped uh the sort of style of the the josie comic book to give Mm -hmm. her a band and they they scrapped that character completely with the uh, muscular more jock like alan m so you know i I feel like a lot of like traditionalist uh return to tradition uh josie fans would probably not dig this movie because they don't have like a lot of the like really old characters like Pepper or Alex. Hey guys, Synth here. Uh, I don't like to do these like post edit recordings, but I need to apologize for getting some Josie and the Pussycats uh, lore wrong. Uh, his name wasn't actually Alex. It was Albert. I was getting him mixed up with the Josie and the Pussycats manager, Alex. So, uh, yeah, I actually feel a lot of shame because I pride myself as someone who knows a lot about the publication history of Josie and the Pussycat. So I'm going to stick this shotgun uh, in my mouth and... What? I was actually thinking about that when I watched this movie because I, I, like, I know nothing about Josie lore or anything like that. I don't know anything about the... stupid. I don't know anything about the Archie comics or anything like that, but... Um... You know, I, the first thing I noticed about this movie was this kind of feels like in, in, like in a similar vein to a lot of those like modern reboots that mm-hmm. we see a lot, except yeah. it's like a modern reboot from 2001. 
um, which weirdly does things really well. Like, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I don't know. It, it has that kind of, like, vibe to it. So I can imagine people in, like, 2001 who are, like, diehard Archie or diehard Josie fans would probably watch this and be like, huh, this is way different. I don't like this. And then just throw shrug the whole movie off immediately. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, 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 to be fair, I was kind of, you know, lampooning a bit, but if i have to say something uh like a lot of like reboots nowadays like try to make everything like super serious or dark whereas i feel like a lot of the sort of like uh reboots of 60s properties in the 90s in the early 2000s uh, like the brady bunch movie or the adams mm-hmm. family uh values series yeah scooby doo movies uh, yeah the, it's uh, like fred flintstone movies yeah yeah and actually these directors it's a husband and wife duo um they actually also directed the brady bunch sequel and uh the uh flintstones uh sequel viva rock vegas see that makes so much sense yeah i haven't seen uh, viva rock vegas but i have seen the brady bunch sequel and yeah that's these people definitely have an eye for parody when it comes to these properties like that they really go there in that movie in those pretty bunch movies well it, it's mm. it's like it's not a full-on spoof it's kind of like a, a a mix but it's like it, it it keeps the kitsch from like the 1960s while also still being like aware mm-hmm. enough but it does it in a very tasteful manner that's why i, I regard the brady bunch movies as probably like one of my personal favorite movies Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen them, but I can kind of get that same vibe from this movie too. Yeah, yeah, this uh, was the vibe at the time because you notice there's a lot of movies around that time that came out that um are very nostalgic of the '60s. Like they were in like a weird nostalgia cycle then because you know that like it was like 30 years ago at that point, and mm-hmm. it's become like so much more kitsch because of that you know it's like oh wow people said groovy they wore the go-go boots and like weird leopard print everywhere you know like weird ascots yeah Yeah. and you know the the uh, the main thing that i like to kind of compare the uh josie and the pussycats from 2001 to is uh starship troopers Mm -hmm. uh by uh fucking paul verhoeven because it's it just has that same sort of like satirical edge to it Mm -hmm. while also being a really faithful adaptation of um, Josie uh, of like the original IP. <laughs> I thought you were going to you know, say it's, it's... adaption of choosing the Pussycats. <laughs> well, in reference to the movie, yes, it is. Uh, and that that's like kind of crazy to think about that you know they were able to do it in such like a tasteful manner while also kind of like jabbing a knife in its rib cage at the same time. Like, you know, this is a old thing. We're gonna make fun of this old thing because of how stupid it is. But also, this is the thing that's going to make everyone know what this old thing is and appreciate it more. I mean, wasn't Starship Troopers the book like pro-fascism, whereas the movie was more yeah. tongue-in-cheek about it? So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Okay. I mean, the the movie in its like on and it's like um, I, I guess fictional messaging within the movie's world itself was supposed to be pro-fascist, but the actual <laughs> like the way it's presented to us is like, oh, this is ridiculous. Okay, okay. And uh, going back to maybe more like uh, the 60s TV shows that got like rebooted as 90s and 2000s movies, mm-hmm. I, I always had more respect for this kind of era of nostalgic uh, rehashes because it's like 
they keep the kit the, the kitschness while still like having something a substance whereas i feel like a lot of the nostalgic rehashing of 80s properties is it's basically just having the property without any yeah. solace. Like, like like the ghostbusters afterlife movie which like yeah. it, it doesn't have any of the charm or quirks of the 80s one it like takes itself too seriously and it, i was and actually going to mention that embarrassing i was actually going to mention that just a second ago the uh Ghostbusters reboots um, are absolutely nothing like the original movie. Honestly, I, I think in my in my opinion, the Ghostbusters series should have ended with the first movie or the second movie, um, because Whoa. you know you just don't have that sort of like kind of comedic, uh, I, you know, irony that's in that movie anymore. It's just like, oh, this is a new IP. They're, they're trying to like Force Awakens the uh, <laughs> the Ghostbusters movies, and I think well, that's that happens so much nowadays with uh, yeah. reboots, and it just feels soulless. Well, to be fair, like uh, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, it it falls flat because, quite frankly, it just wasn't like that funny of a movie. Uh, regardless of all the uh, stupid, like you know, anti SJW nerds out there, but. Like yeah, uh, like like the 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 twenty sixteen movie at least like tried to keep the spirit of the eighties movies. The Ghostbusters Afterlife that one was just so fucking embarrassing to watch because it it, it was like it just fucking took itself it's like, too seriously. I mean, it's fucking Ghostbusters. It's like an unironic adventure movie uh, slash coming of age film, and it just makes no sense for like the Ghostbusters IP. You know what I would have appreciated. I would have I I would have appreciated a Ghostbusters movie where it was just old Bill Murray looking grizzled as shit, being <laughs> just an asshole to all of his employees and running like a franchise or something, uh, of like the Ghostbusters, and they're just all a bunch of dickheads, fucking you know grizzled and whatever. And it's more about the like office politics of uh, being old and running a company and just like the life of that than it is actually like being these like Ghostbuster hero type characters. Because, like, frankly, yeah. they, they make it seem like having, like, the Ghostbusters, like, suit and the, the thing is, like, being a fucking Jedi. It's not. It's a job. <laughs> in, in, the, yeah. in the original movie, it was, like, being a plumber. Well, yeah, like yeah. a firefighter. Because, because all those, like, because, like, little nerdy kids in the 80s watched the Ghostbusters movie. And then they grew, grew up to, like, make movies, like, 30 years later. But they still have that, like, child's interpretation of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, it's rose tinted glasses, and th th that's where I, why, and that's why I draw the line between that sort of nostalgia and the sort of sixties to nineties nostalgia because it's like the people who made Brady Bunch, this movie, Adam's Family, all that stuff, they got they got it, they understood the intentions of those like uh, franchises, mm -hmm. where the new nostalgic people they're just fucking like oh he, he, here is slimer that's all i need that 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 is slimer slimer yeah. means a lot to me it's like slimer in a way is kind of like an anti-hero if you really think about <laughs> it, it they're, they're just trying to uh like paint meaning on things that are meaningless and they're trying to like call do a bunch of callbacks because they think callbacks uh are equivalent to a story it insists upon itself. Yeah. It insists upon itself. It does. This, however, does not. Josie and the Pussycats is actually a very... Uh, I mean, it, it holds up to this day. And that's that's a, another mm -hmm. big thing about those nostalgic 
uh, 60s films from the 90s is that a lot of them hold up mm-hmm. like yeah. now. I, I, what I really like about them is that they're very of their time, but especially with Josie in particular, it's very ahead of its time. Like how we were saying, like it does feel like it could be like an authentic, like satirical retro, you know, thing that would be made like in the modern day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, it, it definitely feels like that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of 60s nostalgia, but also it, it takes itself in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s era, because that's like its own kind of like era in particular, you know? Yeah. And it kind of, uh, you know, puts these characters from the, from like a 60s uh, cartoon slash comic, and it puts it into this world, this modern world of, you know, high extreme corporatism. Everything is branded. Every, like, it got to a point yeah. in the movie where it, it was like idiocracy. All, everything's being puppeted by these deeply cynical, insecure people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everything is a ploy to sell products. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, and a, a government psyop, too, to develop a mind control in technology. Yeah, and then, like and... the government just throws the fucking business people under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like somebody's got to, somebody's got to take the fall. We're not going to take the fall. And I love how, like, in the uh, video and like the 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 layer of the uh, recording studio or recording label, they um <clears throat> they have like U- Eugene Levy from um, uh, the American Pie series. Yeah. Uh, explain the entire purpose of the of the whole project, and they're just like, well. Uh, we, you know, kids, they, uh, they don't have to pay rent. They don't have to do anything. They just, sometimes they work a minimum wage job. So all they can really do is consume and purchase and they don't want to cause they're all cynical. So let's, uh, subliminally brainwash these kids to buying our products because it'll boost the economy. Yeah, ain't, like, ain't America the badass. One, the, the one agent, Wyatt, um, when he's in the record store and he has a conversation with like this, uh, goth punk chick you know and she's like you know like she's like above like this like pop music i love that shit. part yeah and he like talks on his phone he's like we got smells like teen spirit here yeah they just abduct her and throw her into a van and then as soon as the van pulls away you can see the mtv.com url like drawn <laughs> on the wall behind them yeah uh, i love i love killer carson daly yeah, 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 they got real Carson Daly for that. That's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. Also, him and Tara Reid, um, who was playing Melody, were actually like dating at the time. Tara huh. Reid. Uh, yeah. You know, I I forgot um, that she she's she was like really good in this movie. Like she's actually like a good actress. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only one that they just like gave the role. Like because they work with her. They work with her in um another movie that they made. It was another um '90s uh, teen comedy. Uh, Can't hardly wait. I haven't seen it, but uh, I heard uh, it's uh, one of their like best work. Like all the all these directors' work, you know, the husband and wife duo is consistently, um, you know, entertaining. Even like their kind of bad movies, like uh, you know, Viva Rock Vegas, or uh, what uh, they made like a Christmas movie after this with uh, Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I saw the trailer and uh, yeah, it cringy. <laughs> Yeah, a daredevil Christmas, a daredevil and Tony Soprano Christmas. Well, Tony Soprano would play the kingpin. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like uh, just like some dad who um, now like lives in Ben Affleck's old childhood home, and he he wanted to return to the home for the holidays, and he finds his family. He's like, I'll pay you like a quarter of a million dollars just to let me live here and torment you, and they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does Ben Affleck like leave a bunch of like cars on the floor? 
Um, uh, there's a part where in the trailer that I watched where he's trying to do like the um, slide down the staircase thing, but because he's now like a grown man, he just breaks it, and I think it gets lodged in his dick or something. Awesome, oh, classic Affleck. Yeah, that is cinema right there. <laughs> Slapstick yeah. icon Ben Affleck. Slapstick <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> Slapstick Affleck. That's what they call him back in Boston. Uh, But yeah, I love how, like, there's a lot of symbolism in uh, Josie and the Pussycats that I really enjoy. Um, Like, uh, the the fact that the record label hires Carson Daly to kill the other Pussycats. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, you know, when you think about that in, like, a kind of meta level, that is a record label hiring a talk show host to kill a band, quote-unquote. Yeah. You know and I mean? they would often get these guys back then to kind of like mock these like famous stars, you know, and like talk incessantly about like, oh my god, Britney Spears got her belly button pierced. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> a, it's kind of crazy looking back at it, how big celebrity culture used to be back then. It's yeah. almost like America had nothing better to do but to uh, listen to uh, you know just all the all these like paparazzi people saying like whoa this celebrity got her pubes trimmed and they're just like oh my god you know this was before like uh 9 11. yeah yeah like which um is, which is weird because the movie like opens with like a plane crash yeah oh it's, speaking of plane crashes uh i know like some other uh people that they considered for valerie were uh Aaliyah, uh who died in a plane crash and um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez of TLC, who died in a car crash. And then they also considered Beyonce. And they actually said that Beyonce was too shy for the role. Hmm. Yeah, but back then, yeah. Because um, when she was, she was still in Destiny's Child and she was a lot more reserved back then. And they said that Aaliyah was too serious. It's kind of funny how uh, in this movie they even point out the fact that like the record labels use like, accidents to like, went away that way. Yeah, I like the subtle joke that the why it says before he um you know cast de jour like away you know he says take the chevy to the levee which is a reference to uh uh what um american pie the song and like that song is about like the death of like billy holiday and you know the day he that died. fucked <laughs> the pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I'm sorry i, I had to do it Holloway. yeah it's about fucking the pie it's about yeah. it's about sticking your penis in a pie and fucking it. That's what it's about. Is yeah. this real? Our first episode with a female co-host, and we talk about fucking the pie. Look, 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 look. Listen. Listen. I heard a guy in high school say that he would fuck a cantaloupe if it was warm. Okay, I've been around the block. Oh, okay? did he? Did he do it? <laughs> did he do uh, it? Do it? I, he probably did. I don't know. Did he do it? Proof. I, I'm gonna need proof. Is there a picture of it? Uh, no, no, so since the last time I saw him was at a Slipknot concert. I just like ran into him randomly, and he used to have like short hair, and he he's a white guy too, and he mm-hmm. grew it out into like really long dreads over the last like two years since we graduated. Ah, at the time, so he fucks dogs. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The dog. He. Fuck- oh my god. Yeah. Uh, this guy also, I remember, um, because, uh, I was. Uh, it was my senior year, uh, the 2016 election, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was old enough to vote in that election, and like some of the other ones were too. So oh, like, really? we were a little bit, yeah, we were a little bit more invested. Yeah, I was um, 16 back then. Yeah, yeah I was. You were a stupid I, baby. I, yeah, yeah I was a stupid baby turned, man. 
I turned 18 in October. So I turned 18, like, like five days away before like the cutoff date for like registering to vote. And I remember like the day after I turned 18, me and my mom went to the DMV and I got registered and everything. I'm like, mom, I want to vote in this election. Did you vote for Lincoln Chafee? No, she voted for Trump. (laughs) No, I, uh, I voted for, uh, Jill Stein. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You've condemned us to, to, to four years of hell. Yeah, I'm sorry. You voted for Trump. (laughs) Oh Uh, God, Gary Johnson's worst. uh, Libertarians are crazy these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like he was like less crazy than some of them. I remember, like they like made fun of him because he thought like be having requiring a license to drive was like not like like overkill. I mean, what do we need next? A license to use our toaster? I mean. It is stupid to have a dry, a license when driving. Like, why can't I just like use my phone or something to like prove? You know, it's like why why do I need this stupid little thing? You know, he's not wrong. You know, uh, my only question for Gary Johnson is, what is Aleppo? What? I don't know. What, what is it? What 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 is Aleppo? I'm asking you guys. I don't know. What is Aleppo? Yeah, exactly. What is Aleppo? I don't know what a Lizzo is. Uh, that's a sorry, audience. Uh, that's lep- a rep. A lep. Huh. A lep. Uh, what's it? What's it called? A leper? Like um, people with leprosy. No, no, no. It was a reference to uh, how like someone questioned Gary Johnson about like Syria, and oh, there's yeah. a city in Syria called Aleppo, uh, and when he was asked about like, do you know the situation in Aleppo? He was like, um, what's Aleppo? See, that, that's why Gary Johnson should be president. It's like, look, I'm an American, okay? I don't give a shit at what's happening over there, okay? Like that, like to me, having a president who who's ignorant that 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 that's got my vote. Yeah, yeah. Ig- ignorance wins the day. That's why Synth is a straight down the line Trump supporter. Yeah, you know, look, if Donald Trump goes to jail, I will literally cry. I can guarantee, uh, you know, at the next ballot, if they put something down like "make sidewalks illegal, we need a fourth lane," then uh, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the vote that synth casts. Anyway, uh, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 You guys want to hear my pro Donald Trump rap? Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yo, yo, yo! I love the DT. Get in a golden shower at Trump Tower. That, that's all I got so far, but it's going to be a hit and it's going to be so good. They're going to release Donald Trump. Yo, 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 free DJT. I went down to the dollar store and they said something bad about me. I wore a shirt that said, kill all gays. They told me to get out of the store and I said, you'll need some mace. Whoa, dude, man. And they say rap is not poetry. Yo, yo. MC me on the mic. I went to Target and I saw things I didn't like. I cried in the bathroom and slit my wrists. I posted to Twitter and Elon retweeted this. Dude, I went into like the woman's section of, of Target. I looked at the uh, tampons and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? They're selling this at Target? Um, wow, that should be illegal. They need to wear like a cloth or something to cover themselves when they go into yeah. public. Like... <laughs> I, and I a don't scarlet really... letter whenever they're on their period. Just to <laughs> warn everybody ahead. It's like, oh, this bitch is on the rag. Watch yeah. out. 
God. She's a dragon. I hate this country. I hate this country so much. No, you don't. You love America. Uh, yeah. The only thing I love about America is that there's, I guess, actually, I don't know. Uh, there's an Arby's. <laughs> Arby's. Arby's. There's a slight semblance of stability that's eroding more and more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's there's money, I guess. Yeah. If you like money. Yeah. There's a relative uh, low risk of catching malaria or something. Yeah. It, there's no yeah. Um, giant poisonous spiders like in some other countries. Yeah, like Australia. Australia. Yeah. That fucking wasteland. Yeah. You Anyways, know what? Let's all, wait, wait. Let's all do the Pledge of Allegiance right now. I pledge allegiance to the bag of the United <laughs> States of my wallet, to, and for the republic for which it stands, one paycheck under my ass in my wallet, indivisible, with bling and rocks for all. This Amen. is like a really shitty like Blink One Eighty Two like opening. Subversive. <laughs> But no, anyways, uh, going back to the movie, um, um, I just, read out those notes. I just loved how like everything had like a branding on it. Yeah, everything. Yeah. They didn't and, even get paid for that. Yeah, they that yeah not, they did not see, receive a single penny in product placement, which is probably how they're able to get away with uh, a lot of that stuff. Because if those companies were actually paying them, they would probably be breathing down their neck and. Being like, oh no, don't do that, don't do that. No, this doesn't make this doesn't light my brand up in a completely positive light, you know? Because mm -hmm. I know um uh the story about like from our boy Kevin Smith, um my favorite man, Kevin Smith. Uh, man, he's yeah, just like me for real. Yeah, just like me for real, for real. He's a, a nerd from Jersey, um, but uh he uh when he was doing Clark's the animated series and he did like his little skit about, about the uh, McDonald's mascots. Like, of course he had to like get like permission from McDonald's to like do all this and like work with them. And I guess mm -hmm. they were paying him for it. And they had a problem at first with um, the statement, nothing can kill the grimace, you know, when they're <laughs> the, the mayor's like talking about, you know, like whatever it is. That's what but, they had um, a problem with. Yeah. Because, but like Ken Smith, like talked to them is like, no, you see, it's actually like, positive because we're saying the grimace is so powerful and that mcdonald's is so powerful that nothing can kill it and they're like oh yeah we oh. like that yeah dude that gave him so much confidence like grimace has his own twitter page where he posts his dick every day <laughs> no i actually saw thing? a twitter post i i saw a twitter post recently where it was like a fake mcdonald's ad and they said that uh they killed grimace and turned him into patties and they said they might be legally allowed to do it because he might be considered livestock <laughs> they did what? cut his what? arms off. He used to have four arms. Oh, what God. the fuck is Grimace? He's supposed to be the essence of a milkshake. What the what? fuck is the essence of a milkshake? Yeah. Why is it Do you guys fur? not read the McDonald's mascot wiki on No, because I'm I'm not a brain dead consumer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not deeply uh, entrenched in the deep lore of Grimace. Like um, you guys know about the uh Klasky Chuspo uh VHSs that they made and they were given yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like this one that's all about like Grimace lore. They go to the Grimace Island and they meet like his family or something. Wait, is that why a lot of those like early Nickelodeon tapes were yellow because they were McDonald's themed? Um, or no, I think McDonald's. The, the orange one was Rugrats Go to Paris. Yeah, like all I mean, the like yeah. the Nickelodeon and the SpongeBob movie. 
Yeah, and the yeah. Oh, yeah. Movie. yeah. Uh, um, uh, the monkey bone VHS was blue. Wait, huh. uh, Mad, can I, can I tell you something? Sure. Can I call you a fucking idiot? Because we don't know the <laughs> McDonald's lore. We know the Burger King <laughs> Kingdom, which is superior, with Sir Shake a lot and the Duke of Doubt in the, the Wizard of Fries. Okay, but did you ever 100% Sneak King? Dude, Sneak King I mean, is my favorite video game. I mean, I've played Sneak King before. It's a gloriously bad game. Shut the fuck up. How about you fucking bite my nuts, you fucking gopher? Um, yeah, I didn't expect that one, did you? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, corporate uh, mascots aside... Um, I love how like every interior is like target themed, and like in the airplane they had like sheets of bounce dryer sheets. Yeah, <laughs> on, I like um, I like when Val shelf. is like watching um the the chief behind the music about the captain Antonio, and she's like holding on to the target doll, the the target dog doll, and just like mm-hmm. petting it, and it's, like she's using it to comfort her. <laughs> yeah, like everything yeah. in this movie is branded in some way, and that's just it's just amazing. There's like Revlon windows. Yeah, there's uh, Sega advertisements everywhere. Even the and agent's you know, car when he first found the band had like Ray-Ban windshields. You know, this movie got like uh criticized a lot by like dumbass like 60-year-old like New York Post fucking eggheads who were like this movie's hypocritical cuz it's anti-corporate but there's product placements everywhere or, like they're just looking at it at so face value and it's like God. It's too stupid to understand. Roger Ebert gave gave this movie one thumbs up. Yeah, I'm gonna. It. <laughs> yeah, Roger Ebert has like a big dick. Oh yeah, he's the one uh, non lead poison boomer that was able to actually view the movie with a, a not an ounce of intelligence. Not just him. Number one, Josie and the Pussycats, 2001 fan Bono of U2. <laughs> yeah, one no, like, the director pain. said that like. The director said, like about a year after the movie came out, came out, uh, Bono went up to them and said that he really liked that movie and he understood it. And before social media and the whole cult status of like everybody watching this and being like, "Oh, this was secretly genius the whole time," um, they would always say that uh, to each other, like, "At least Bono got it." <laughs> yeah, dude, Bono. Bono's a talented man. He was on yeah, the Simpsons. It would at least make sense that he would get it because he's, uh, you know, in the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like of these fucking like boomer critics, um, they, they they saw the movie, they saw the aesthetic, they they saw like woman being funny, and they're like, oh, is this fucking Spice World or something? This is a yeah. bunch of girly it, shit. It, it has like, Alan Cumming in it. I'll I'll be I'll be honest here. When I first like saw this movie as a kid, like I've seen it on like shelves and stuff, and you know on DVD and VHS and whatever. I always dismissed it as just being like, oh, this is a dumb girly movie. And I'm sure that's what a lot of these like old boomer critics did as well. They were just like, oh, this is a movie about women. It's three women that like each other and treat each other nice and help each other. And like, and it's got like anti-consumerist messaging. Yeah, obviously this is like lesbo shit. Am I right? I mean, Fucking you, you were like a dumb kid covered in pudding. Like those were like, those critics were like grown ass men. Like, hey, okay, so don't blame hey. yourself. I was not covered in pudding, okay? Okay. I'm not I'm not fucking putting putting fingers wrong over here. I uh <laughs> however however there is one funny story, alright? Here's more weird Ivan lore. Oh, yeah. uh, one time I was eating some dinner as a kindergartner, right? 
and I flung barbecue sauce into my fucking eyeball and it burned the shit out of me. And that's your villain origin story? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing to remember. Well, it's hard to not remember it. It hurt. I'm not trusting you to at fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, bro. Look, look, I've been to Buffalo Wild Wings before, okay? Me and my friends all went there and play-acted masculinity, all right? But let me tell you, I have a story about that place. I went there, I had uh, just some normal wings, whatever, you know, it was okay, it was okay. My friend had spicy wings, they were like a Jamaican jerk, right? Hot Jamaican jerk wings. I ate like three of them, and I was on the shitter from three in the morning to seven in the morning, and I was shaking by the time I got out. It fucking killed me. I don't know what the hell happened, but that was the worst experience of my life caused by food. But that that was a horrible, horrible time. This was back in like 2019. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, I thank I, you for I, sharing that. I, I'm glad I got that information. Wow. You're I not think... a real man until you have a Buffalo Wild Wings story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've been destroying the Buffalo Wild Wing toilet with facts and logic. No, no, it was, I, we went home. I was home. This was like three hours after we came back from Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was dying. I think I was actually dying of dehydration. So is that, like, how do you consider that to be, be like, a weird Ivan Lore story? Like, I'm sure that's common with a lot of guys who ate at Buffalo Wild Wings. Look, like, I, I can you guarantee you it's, it's not common for men who go to Buffalo Wild Wings because... Whenever they go to Buffalo Wild Wings, they also get ludicrously fucking belligerently drunk, and so they throw that shit back up. I had to process the whole gamut of it, and I'm pretty sure I had ex like acute food poisoning. Oh, that's Nobody cool. actually digests the food from Buffalo Wild Wings. It's always thrown back up later. I think you have a very low opinion of the people who go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and quite frankly, it's a little insulting. Look, when you live in... A little you, elitist, I think. When you yeah. live in a college town and every dude that goes to Buffalo Wild Wings is some, like, frat bro wearing a fucking sports jersey and they're just like, Woo! Football! Like, yeah, you know, you, you kind of get... You kind of develop a low opinion of them. I, I'm, I'm sorry that you're such a fucking Mr. Gucci loafers over there with your German automobile thinking you're fucking better than everyone else because you eat at, I don't know, like, what, what's a fancy place? The Cheesecake Factory, huh? You too good for Buffalo, bitch? What the fuck is a Cheesecake Factory? You don't know the Cheesecake Factory? Uh, You've never I've seen the Big Bang Theory? I've no. never been. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's where Penny works, okay? That's the, that's the spot for them, okay? Uh, I've Penny's never actually been hot. to a Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. I, I haven't either. What is it, like a Burlington Co. Factory? It's, no, it's, it's, it's like, um, it's got the aesthetic of pretty much like Trump's like palaces that he lives <laughs> in, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. That's exactly it. So yeah. it's very campy, garish, and cheesy. Yeah, yeah, well, it is the of, Cheesecake Factory. It's like, imagine if Olive Garden... No, no, it, it's kind of like an Olive Garden thing where it's like, you feel bougie, and it doesn't, but it doesn't have a dress code or anything. So I, yeah. I could wear my WWE Undertaker t-shirt at the, so the like, Cheesecake uh, Factory. So like, you know, it's like kind of like fake bougie, so it's like, you know, very middle-class fancy, like... Uh, I mean, it you costs know. a lot, probably. Like it, it'll, it'll cost you some money. You know, so you, you go there and it, it like looks all cool. It's all themed nice and stuff, but all the columns are made out of uh, like styrofoam. I don't know. I think I think you're being a little elitist here again. Like, why can't you just like respect like institutions? 
I don't respect institutions, man. I'm a fucking, like, communist. Shut up. I'm in um, my early 20s and I hate life. Oh, just watch um, a football game already. Yeah. I, I played football. Uh, wait, uh, who did you play football with again? Shut what, the what, fuck up. Joe, Joe. I'm gonna go take a piss. Be right back. Uh, Alright, have fun. Alright, guess it's just me and you, Mads. Alright. Alright. Because you um, and me have steel bladders. Yeah. And, like, so, I've been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking piss baby. Yeah, he's... Uh... He thinks he's so fucking cool. He thinks he's so fucking cool. He talks a lot of big talk for someone with such a small mouth. Yeah, he's a nerd. And, you know, honestly, you just Buffalo Wild Wings, you disrespect this country. Okay? It's like, hush, you little commie. Yeah. The secret um... American institution of Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Um, so have you seen the, the latest Paw Patrol trailer, Mad? No, no, you were talking about it earlier, uh, that you yeah. saw it on, uh, Twitter. Yeah, that trailer looks so fucking hard. It's a movie, right? Yeah, it's, it looks so badass, and yeah. no cap, it, it looks straight up fire, and I think it's going to, like, dominate at the box office. Is it a sequel? Cause he made yeah. another one, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. Puss in Boots, Last Wish, and uh, Across the Spider Verse are not going to compare at all to this new uh, Paw Patrol movie coming out. Yeah, dude. Paw Patrol, like, goddamn, dude, that movie looks so fucking hardcore. I'm gonna wear my fucking suit when going into that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck wearing a suit to go see uh, the latest Despicable Me spinoff. No, we're gonna go see wear a suit to go see Paw Patrol. A real yeah. man's movie. Are you gonna see Barbie or uh, Oppenheimer or how how you say that dude's name? Um, Oppenheimer, more like uh, Spankenheimer from hey. the Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Am I right, gamers? I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Grandma's gonna sue <laughs> the pants off a Santa. That's I'm not gonna lie, I fucking hate that movie, but that's that's for another episode. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I really. Ass ate by a reindeer. But would you fuck the grandma? Uh, that depends. Will she make me cookies after? No. Yeah. She um, make her a famous fruitcake. Uh, ew. Oh. Hashtag grown zone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Doug Walker reviewed uh that movie, and uh, at one point he's like. Is it just me, or is this grandma kind of hot? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, top Jesus. 10 hottest animated women. All right, but top hey, 10 ha animated gilts. Um, Some, something I wanted to kind of point out about this, uh, about Josie and the Pussycats, though, going back to this movie, is uh, you kind of got a little return of the uh, like the Mean Girls style like girl cliques. You know, mm -hmm. like the all the girls that were like pink and shit were just like running around like, ah, I'm gonna buy the new fucking shit because yeah. what if people don't like me? Yeah, those like rivals that they have at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, which uh, yeah, and the like, uh, Alexandra character too fits into that. Yeah, mm. she was played by Missy Pyle, who you know always uh, nice to see. You know, she's always yeah. been in a lot of movies. No, this is a great cast. Yeah. 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 Uh. Uh, did you guys notice uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, white Google, white Goku was in the one of the screaming teens? No, white I didn't. Goku? Yeah, 
Yeah, I forget the actor's name, but uh, he played uh, Goku in uh, the Dragon Ball Z movie that they made where like they were all white. You know, there, there's actually a, a real blink-and-you-miss-it moment. Uh, at 1 hour, 3 minutes, and 18 seconds, you can clearly see Brian Cox, the actor who plays Logan Roy from Succession at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just walks by. He has no lines or anything, but he, he's like he's yeah. got the like the standard goatee. He walks past like the depressed boyfriend guy going like, this is a song about a girl that I thought loved me or whatever. And uh, you can just see him walking by with like a mimosa or some shit from the bathroom. Yeah, Logan Roy uh, blew up the plane that the Jorn was in. Um, also, the fact that one of the villains later on in the movie did like a Bill Cosby impression. Oh, yeah. Absolutely oh, yeah. wild foreshadowing. It's like a reality leak. But, uh, can we, yeah. Um, can we go back to talking about, like, the pudding thing? The pudding thing? There, when, when, when we were talking about, like, you, you, you said you, you're not, like, putting, uh, putting Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting fingers Ron. Can we talk, like, like how Trump came up with, like, uh, Ron DeSantimonious or whatever, and it didn't work out? But the second he said, uh, Ron DeSantis, like, put his fingers in the pudding that that stuck around like or meatball run yeah like meatball like stupid shit like that gets his crowd all riled up yeah the little like wrestling <clears throat> nicknames that he gets gives uh his uh, opponents like uh like kim jong-un's he, uh he's rocket man <laughs> and uh did he have like a funny um nickname for mitch mcconnell like turtle man or something mm I don't know, but, like, it's really funny how uh, this guy who was, like, you know, Donald Trump, he was, like, literally a jobber uh, in WWE uh, just has, like, this habit now of creating, like, wrestler names for all of his, like, opponents. Yeah, and he's also close friends with, um, what's the name of the guy who runs the WWE? Uh, Vince McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're, uh, yeah, they're real close with each other. How close? Yeah. Butt buddies, I don't know. Yeah, um, Don, Donald I, Trump is a butt pirate. Yeah. If I was well, there's in... um, there's a clip of him like Rudy Giuliani in drag and uh, like oh uh, yeah, and like Trump like a uh, motorboat like he like his fake tits like he <laughs> motorboats them and he's like kissing them and shit. How did we oh. elect that guy as president? Shut that's up, like the... I'm sorry, but that's against... like the trashiest like you know 2001 Spike TV shit ever. <laughs> oh yeah, my best bro's got titties. <laughs> you know, um, just, what the and Jimmy fuck? Kimmel, Lauren, trying to lure girls and they're like sucking his dick on the street. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh. Imagine like one of the manser's questions were like, if your best bro had big, massive titties, is it like straight to like you know suck on them? I feel like that's what every like dude bro wishes for. It's just for their best friend to have tits. Yeah, and then as soon as it happens, they call it evil. What's going on, America? Hashtag <laughs> the boner that I have is evil. Yeah. Um, my um, best friend is trans and has a, a boobies now. Um, why do I have a boner? That's evil. That's against God. <laughs> but also, I secretly wanted this. Um, if if I was at Trump's rally. And I didn't. I did not know who Ron DeSantis was, but Trump said that he put his fingers in the pudding. I would be so fucking mad. I'd be fucking fuming, bl- blood-stained eyes. You know. 
You know, I imagine a lot of the uh, the critics of uh, Josie and the Pussycats are probably like it's probably an overlap with a lot of those types of people and the uh, same like deranged lead poison boomers that just you know clap like a fucking otter when they're just like oh, meatball Ron. You know, I feel like it's like that same type of people because you know these these people grew up in a time with no subtlety. They grew up in a time where everything was just you know suburbs and you know, this, that, whatever, fucking leave it to beaver bullshit. And then as soon as you have anything that criticizes that, they're just like, you know, what the fuck is this? This is stupid. <laughs> but, you know, nowadays, you know, you show them, like, shapes and colors, you know, kindergarten shit, and they just they just go straight for it because they're like, I understood that. That's funny. They called a meatball run because he, he looks sweaty or something. I don't know. He looks like a meatball. I mean... I don't. I, th- I think you're just intimidated because Meatball Ron is uh, stealing from you. Oh yes, I'm so intimidated by the f- governor of Florida. I-, I liked his old videos of him like playing with like Trump merchandise in front of his baby. <laughs> oh, that was God. awesome. Oh. Speaking of corporate fucking branding and everything, you know, it, it, <laughs> I I think this movie back, uh, you know, back in like 2001 came from a you know in a weird way whenever i watch this when i watch this movie i thought of it as kind of like a more innocent time even though it's like almost to a dystopian level fucking everything is branded like idiocracy levels but like it, it's kind of innocent in a way because it's like okay at least back then it was just everything was like branded for corporations they were trying to sell you something nowadays it's like every company ever is trying to sell you politics or they're, they're trying to like sell you a political agenda or like the political agenda is trying to sell merchandise you know, like, you get fucking people like Meatball Ron up in here, uh, you know, these days. Like, actual politicians playing with other politicians' merchandise and trying to sell it as, like, a lifestyle brand. You know, it, everything is so, like, postmodern and obfuscated. It's just fucking crazy. Back then, there, it's, like, almost like a relief in looking at this world where everything is hyper-corporate. Because at least when you get something from a corporation, you know why they're giving it to you. And the reason why is because they want your money and they want to give you a product that'll make you part with your money. Nowadays, it's just everything is geared as like a way to siphon money from your pockets in aid to a like candidate or a political party or a, a, like ideology. It's end stage capitalist bullshit that we're living in. And it's almost a relief to see hyper capitalism in 2001. That's know, my beret, Maybe. black beret fucking film bro opinion. Maybe I, maybe I like it when corporations support an ethical cause, Evan, okay? Yeah, I love it when corporations, uh, <laughs> like, plaster their brands on, like, a wall, like it's a Hollywood Walk of Fame or whatever, uh, in support of, like, building the fucking border wall in Mexico. I wish that McDonald's would just start sponsoring, uh suspension bridges and public parks and <laughs> I, I want i want to i want a big freaking like studio like stadium that's just named after pepsi well, i want a brand it, new one well we already that, have that don't we yeah that, that, that's like the pepsi center well it's now the ball arena uh yeah. hashtag nuggets one in atlanta they have like this big giant uh uh, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola bottle uh, statue because I think that's where uh, their uh, headquarters is. So in your description of this outlandish kind of uh, like weird corporate hell world that you're, you're describing, that's the already like partially exists. World. It already partially exists. You know, we 
we live in a very boring dystopia and seeing a uh, another boring dystopia in a slightly more lighthearted tone kind of feels like a breath of fresh air to me which is kind of sad when you think about it I don't know. The government's more evil than uh, some like, like the government's probably more evil than fucking like Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. No, that I think this movie eh. does uh, get to that point a little bit because they portray like the government officials that are involved in these conspiracies to control teenagers as kind of like banally evil, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Versus they, like um, they... you know, like Parker Posey's character Fiona, like uh. You know, she's just like kind of like reveling in just like how uh, how how she's like you know puppeting like everything. She's like a weird socialite, and that's actually another thing that I really enjoyed about this uh, movie is her like portrayal as being this like weirdly uncomfortable uh, like libertine socialite who's like mega rich who just like creeps everyone out around her and who's like extremely narcissistic. Uh, it, it's it's kind of funny how they kind of portray that like record label executive as being that kind of person because you yeah. know you see those kinds of people in power everywhere at the highest echelons of places they're all just so disconnected from reality that they don't even like seem like people yeah. i um, mean yeah people whose like rock bottoms were like in high school because that's like a whole part where like the big twist you know like um yeah where uh you find out that she actually has a lisp and she was wearing false teeth and the other guy, Wyatt, um, they both went to high, the same high school together. And he was the other, you know, like, freak in the school, you know? He was an albino who uh, was overweight. Right. And and he's putting on, like, a fake British accent. And, like, Alan Cummins, like, really British. And he, I love the, like, weird, like, American accent that he immediately puts on after. It's like, yeah, I, uh, I just, like, thought I sounded more attractive, you know, with the British voice. Right. I mean, it's like... People who are elite in the the private sector are like these like insecure morons who got like lucky at some point, and they're kind of like when shit goes bad for them, they kind of are set up to fail. Whereas compared to like the elites in the public sector, are like these like skull and bones like Yale like eugenics projects who are like they kind of like keep the private sector like like fish like as like. You know, in, in case of emergency, throw fish to like an angry public. Am I making sense here, or am I being autistic? I mean, yeah, you're you're making some sense here. Although, uh, I think in the public sector, I, I think the reason why I'm not so quick to you know judge the government as much as I am to judge the private sector is, uh, you know, the government has the opportunity to be better than it currently is because it is at some level beholden to the public, mm -hmm. um, and that people, you know, if people really wanted to get change to happen they could in some aspects, not completely, not radically overnight, but they could. Uh, but like the public sector is just all these like narcissistic fail sons and fail daughters who just all like fail you said, they thems. Yeah. And fail they <laughs> thems. They all just got together and they got rich and they got powerful purely by luck almost, or by connections or by narcissism or whatever. And they just live in this entirely different world than most other people live in. At least some government officials, you know, came from Podunk, who gives a fuck land, Utah or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they have some semblance of grounding to reality at some points, even when they're being fucking evil. You know, Mitch McConnell, he's evil, yeah, but he's evil because he wants to keep his house in Kentucky. He's not evil because he's, like, 
some disconnected socialite. He's evil because he's like a racist Kentucky guy from like the sixties. <laughs> he wants to keep his big white house and his big white car and his big white community. <laughs> and um Whoa. and his I'm beautiful Asian wife. And his beautiful Asian wife. <laughs> the hypocrisy. <laughs> but like you get these public sector people that kind of are exemplified as uh from this character in uh, the movie, uh the record label lady who are just these creepy socialites that like get weirdly close to people and they're all just like secretly like attention starved freaks and uh i guess that's kind of why i always rail against the uh the corporate aspect of things a bit more because a lot of those people who run companies you know like the mark zuckerbergs of the world are just downright fucking lizards (laughs) like they're sociopathic to a degree where they are almost not human well well, yeah like uh like one of like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's like early like projects that he did is that he made a website where he just like took all like the girls in his college's like yearbook photos without them knowing and like put them on a website so, so that everybody can rank about like who's the hottest one. Total, a total rip off of, wild uh... wings bro moment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the frat bro uh, from Buffalo Wild Wings that you see like getting drunk on every Sunday night uh, Sunday night. Uh, during Sunday night football, they're, you know, they're just secretly that's what would happen if you gave one of them a billion dollars. They'd just be like, yeah. What if I made a website where all the girls in my college I could rank their titties from best to worst? But it's even worse with Mark Zuckerberg because he's not a bro, you know, he's old and he's a nerd. Yeah, so he had access to uh, the internet and he was able to actually do his things instead of just. Yeah shooting the shit with the boys before passing out from drinking too much Miller Lite. You know, I'm when we're talking about these like sort of like creepy elitist, I'm glad that uh, the CEO of Twitter is a down to earth guy who's totally relatable and who, you know, is is totally not a fucking depraved psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, absolutely. Elon Musk is the, uh, the, exemplar uh the fucking like primarch example of a uh well-adjusted person he's so quirky you know it's like i i just love that guy yeah like, you know I, I could be friends with him totally yeah dude. yeah he he, i wish he was my friend video games he's like one of the bros he plays xbox and he got a lot of his money from south african emerald mines you know he's profited from slave labor just like Dude, one of us, he, man. He likes memes, you know? He likes memes. He browses Reddit. Oh, dude. He's so cool. He likes coming in girls unprotected. Yeah, he likes busting a nut without a wrap on. Oh, uh, hell yeah. He's just like us. Hell yeah, brother. I'm going to buy all the Teslers I can. Dude, he likes spams. He like gives like Tucker Carlson puts him on like everyone's TL and he's like, okay guys, I'm trying to make uh Twitter like fair and not biased. <laughs> Someone fucking says like, Mr. Elon, uh there was a feminist on my timeline. Hmm, concerning looking into this. <laughs> uh, there's like a post about like why we need a race war because the ancient Atlantans demand like uh the the blood of like minorities and Elon responds, hmm, interesting. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, uh we're getting really off track from the movie, but Yeah. I mean it all it all kind of relates to uh, to it in the end because you know, just that sort of creepy socialite culture I just absolutely hate. And, you know, I, I think at some point when you have, like, enough money, 
you just go insane. Oh, yeah. Like, you detach yeah. from reality at some point, and I think that's uh, kind of shown here. Elon you know, Musk uh, should give me his money. Yeah, Elon Musk should give me his money, too. Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe you would be, like, less fucking weird, bro. Just give it to me. <laughs> he should pay for our, our Twitter Blue accounts. Yeah. Ugh, but I, heard, I heard that he was doing that with, like, some people. Like, he... People that he, are critical of, him, of Twitter Blue. Yeah, well, he, like, um... He paid for well, also just so that like the biggest like celebrities ever and the biggest tweeters still have like their you know blue tick next to them, and it's like yep they're legit like yeah like uh like he was paying for like LeBron James like uh, Twitter blue or something I know he was paying for Stephen King's Twitter blue which is really funny to me because I know they Dude. get into a lot of Twitter arguments. <laughs> Elon's such a little bitch because it's like he's like Stephen King, I'm still a fan of your work. It's like God, just stop being so Reddit, bro. <laughs> but uh going back to the movie um i really enjoyed how like rock bands and like pop culture as whole like as a whole uh just ended up being a means to advertise to kids you know to stimulate the economy i've mentioned this before but like i just love that part because you know it really is just as simple as that and going back to like the banality of evil from like the government mm -hmm. like when you think about the the actual goal and initiative of the government in this movie it was just we want the economy to grow so they just brainwash kids to buy shit, um, which kind of reflects reality because I'm, I'm I'm sure that's why a lot of this type of like extreme branding to kids, you know, to those poor millennial kids, uh, yeah. happened in the '80s and '90s. Because you know when you think about it, like, why do you think the Ghostbusters sucks nowadays? It's because of branding. Yeah, it was marketed to kids, and those kids, you know, play with their action figures, and they were like, "Well, the Ghostbusters are they're heroes. They say that, you know, they they don't actually they don't process the media, they don't process the art, they just process the toys." Yeah, I know that. Um, I always thought it was funny how like RoboCop was kind of like an '80s like kid figure, even though the very first like yeah. RoboCop movie is R-rated and very yeah. harsh, and and also deeply like anti-fascist and anti-consumerist and anti-police yeah. <laughs> it, it's actually insane how much they uh they, they, they literally did turn this man into a killer robot <laughs> yeah they turned him into a killer robot and they turned him into like an action figure and they you know branded him like a video game i remember like yeah i think he got a cartoon yeah but I yeah mean... they started like marketing him to, more towards kids and i think well i also think like parents just would just like take their kid to go see robocop even though it was r-rated they still do I mean, that nowadays with uh, like with the branding at least because yeah. I think RoboCop was in Metal, uh, Mortal Kombat. Hey, can you like stop being so judgmental? Like, how do you know that the video game or the cartoon like didn't have the same message as the movie? Like, like have you didn't. seen the cartoon? I've played the game. I played the SNES game of RoboCop back in the day, and it well, I mean, it's just a brawler. Still, you just shoot bad guys. Yeah, but it's like, come on, you know, an R-rated movie could have a video game. Okay, let let RoboCop have a video game. Do you get to shoot drug addicts in the RoboCop game? Yeah. Good. Cool. <laughs> Good. So, this meme, <laughs> this this meme made by Ronald Reagan gang. <laughs> the Nancy Reagan gang. Kill your local drug dealer. Uh, uh wait, this is it your didn't, brain well, on I mean, drugs. Isn't the biggest drug dealer like Reagan and H.W. Bush with all the crack that they spread around like the inner cities and uh, Shh, like don't talk countries? about that. Don't talk about that. Don't talk we, about we, that. We, don't talk about it. We, we can't we can't let our audience know that uh, 
you know, the, the biggest people against the drug war were actually the biggest proponents of w drugs in the war. <laughs> Look, I need a little bit of crack. I'm HW. <laughs> hey, this is George H.W. Bush. My code name is Mr. Black in the CIA. Uh, I just sold crack to 47 neighborhoods across the American urban uh, urban cities. Um, I hate people that look different than me. You know, but... <laughs> one time I saw my son, George W. Bush, smoking crack, and I was like, good boy. But my other son, Jeb, that loser, he refused to smoke the crack. And I was like, you're a little pussy, Jeb. I hate you. Jeb, you little hot dog, you better smoke your crack like Georgie does, or else you won't go fast enough to win the election. Now, <laughs> here, you might think George H.W. Bush is a square. Well, let me tell you something, kids. I know a lot about rock and roll. I have a guitar. Watch me jam. One, two, three, four, rock around clock. <laughs> That's what the uh, the power of the uh, Josie and the Pussycats movie will do to you. I yeah, it makes you feel like Josie you're on crack. The By the way, I love how the producer guy is like consistently racist to the uh, one of the Pussycats. Oh uh, yeah, I remember he's like, and one is uh, <clears throat> considerably tan. Yeah, he he's like he excludes her from stuff. He like almost drives away in the car. He like you know <laughs> says like, oh, you're also invited. Might as well might as well come. You know, whatever yeah. to the event that you're performing in. It's, Top 10 uh, jokes you can't do today. Number one, <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, my favorite my favorite joke from this movie that you wouldn't see in a movie nowadays is the, the Chinese guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. She's outlining, outlining her plan for like getting the subliminal messages across to every teenager and brainwashing mm -hmm. them. And she's just like, the Chinese guy knows what I'm talking about. He nods. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I, I thought that was also kind of a, an example of how she was being casually racist. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, when she was on the phone earlier in that scene, she was like, oh, I got to talk to all these fucking foreigners. And then they're all just standing right there behind her. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. Well, right. I, th I thought that the Chinese joke was funny, too, because, you know, like, a part of the reason why like these movies have gotten like so bland nowadays like these nostalgia movies like these new ghostbuster movies is that they're trying to keep it watered down so that they can still like show it in like a, a countries like china and russia that are deeply entrenched in censorship and you know yeah. like and with ghostbusters too it's like how are you gonna market this movie in china in china where like you're not allowed to have like ghosts in the movies this just in. Globalism killed movies. Globalism killed Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> but Alex no, like, Jones and the Pussycats. It is kind of funny how a lot of uh, movies are kind of censor themselves to uh, just be sold elsewhere uh, in like, for like foreign markets that are like way more restrictive than we are. But yeah. like, you know, I, I just, I feel like if you're going to do a you know, a beloved, uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, eighties property or nineties property or whatever, uh, as like a nostalgia thing, you need to just go full balls to the wall and go with it. You need to fucking make a movie here. You need to, you know, you can't just be like, Oh, I'm going to make something that's going to be palatable to China. Like everything Disney ever makes, you know, and I get that like China is like a massive untapped market for these like people to, uh, you know, 
dump their money into, but, uh, you know, if you're going to keep making these shitty movies and you're going to keep trying to shovel them to China and they get shitty reviews, they're just panned everywhere, you know, that same criticism will come from those places too. Like, you're not going to sell more copies uh, after, you know, kowtowing to them. If anything, you would probably do better to make a movie that was like aimed towards American audiences that was actually like done well. Yeah. That was localized in China or Russia. Yeah. People in these countries aren't as whipped as like some people think, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole black market where they trade like American movies. Oh yeah. uh, Illegally. (laughs) To try and like get them around. Yeah. I, one of like one of my, uh, one of the guys that I follow, um, is like a gay furry Russian. And Oh wow. How's he doing? That's literally Um, all of them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well <laughs> of course he's in the closet and he doesn't get laid that often because you know it's illegal and it's you know all all backdoor politics backdoor backdoor lover you know God. like uh, <laughs> backdoor politics you know um uh but uh yeah and uh i think he has to like use like vpns and stuff like that so that the his service providers don't see that he's like playing all these like furry vpns you know <laughs> Furry VPNs. Oh, wait, um, no, no, uh, I meant uh, visual novels. Yeah, VNs, sorry. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> yeah, furry imagine, VPNs. <laughs> imagine being, like, a Russian, and it's, like, your water will literally, like, fucking, like, destroy your intestines, but the government's more concerned about some guy, like, watching, like, an episode of, like, Will and Grace or something. Yeah, or, I mean, um... that that's how it is. Like, that's how it's kind of becoming in America and, like, some places, like, Florida and Texas, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, in Texas, the every time winter comes around, all of our power shuts off and we die. And, you know, every time there's a hurricane in Florida, everyone's house gets destroyed and the, the sea level is rising to a point where, like, entire, like, portions of Florida are disappearing as we fucking speak. But, you know, what about gay people? You know, just let, let's worry about, let, let, you know, gay people are bad, right? Am I, am I right, guys? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> applause. You know, like, your, your, your whole state is collapsing around you. People are dying. Uh, there's problems that are irre- irreconcilable, and the government is just throwing people these like bread and circus fucking uh, culture war issues. Dude, maybe poor people deserve to be exploited. Honestly, sometimes. Yeah, maybe um, poor people do deserve to be, uh, you know, have subliminal messages in their uh, media that just make them want to spend all their loose money on useless shit. Look, yeah. you guys might be voting for Gary Johnson and might hold that belief, but I'm sorry, I can't, I can't agree to that. Look, man, I mean, look, poor. It's like poor people. It's like they're offered like free healthcare. Like, no, they're offered like fucking like, oh, let's make the climate better. No, uh, start a war and uh, kill your gay neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not rich, so I guess I shouldn't say this, but it's like I, you know, I, I kind of just wish, like, you know people around our class would just be as sophisticated as us but you know they're just not you know they're just ignorant and that just really really hurts my feelings i mean most of these like crazy conservative types are not like like they're not par for the course they're not like the majority of poor people oh yeah they're gonna like they're gonna die in like 10 years because yeah I mean, yeah, most of them are going to die in 10 years because they're, like, fucking in their 70s and 80s. But also, like... They smoke uh, two packs a day. <laughs> yeah, they smoke two packs a day. You know, they require, like, fucking, uh, like, Percocet to function. <laughs> you know, they, they they work 40 hours a week at, like, fucking Burger King j- as a manager. 
And they're just like, oh yeah, I work all the time. I'm let me I, let me pop two Percocets and drink some vodka. And, you know, yeah, they keep they going. Don't even work. They got social security checks. You think? Well, okay, okay, maybe maybe in <laughs> some areas. I, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know, those people, you know, they're all grumpy. They're fucking overworked. They, you know, lead poisoned since they were thirteen, and uh, all they can care about is oh, gay people. I don't like gay people. You know, but then you know, ten years from now, they're gonna be gone. The 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 loud minority will be eviscerated from the earth, uh, God willing, and uh, America will come back to its senses. We'll see a return to normalcy. No, and by the, that, the Gen Xers are the Gen Xers. They are not going to change shit. You mean the smallest generation in American history? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got the wonders of the pill. <laughs> Yeah, the wonders of the pill. Gen Z <laughs> is the largest generation after the boomers. The, the, the wonders of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny uh, because a lot of these, like, conservatives, they, they, they know that they're going to be, like, essentially, like, bred out because there's more Gen Zers than there are boomers, and yet they get rid of abortion to allow more Gen Zers to be born. It's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? You should be pro-abortion. You know that the Gen Z is not being born anymore. Gen Alpha is being born. Yeah, but still, they're, you know, hardly a difference. Yeah. Gen Alpha are all iPad babies. They're still, you know, playing their Fortnites and shit. Uh, yeah, but they're getting red-pilled on Fortnite with Andrew Tate videos. They're not going to be little libtards like you, Ivan. They're going to be, like, masculine, strong men who... Uh, you know, want to have good a agricultural. They're gonna be strong, masculine men. Yeah. Alpha's good. in the title, baby. Yeah, good, good agriculture. Yeah, like there ain't gonna be no. <laughs> when they turn eighteen, there ain't gonna be no good agriculture left. <laughs> oh shit, dude! No fancy Burger Kings. Nah, we're gonna be the last generation to have the same privileges as the Boomers. And then after that, it's water wars and resource wars and fighting over oil. You know, you don't have to be so negative in this review of Josie and the Pussycats. You know, I I think I have a right to be. Which is also why I enjoy this movie. Uh, quick yeah. conclusion. What, what, do you, what do you guys think of the movie? No, I hate it. <laughs> I don't know why you made me watch this. Um, I suggested this movie. Because <laughs> you're a girl and you like girl movies? Yeah, girly girl. Don't you like yeah. girl movies? I yeah. think that's another reason why people are hard on this is that like it's a chick flick, you know? Yeah. It's what? not it's not base. It's not a base guy movie like American Pie where you fuck the pie. He fucked the pie. <laughs> the pie. But there's no pie fucking in this movie. It's a shitty movie. It's uh, about girls in their vaginas making music. Uh, it was literally <laughs> called Josie and the Pussy Cat. When I saw this movie in theaters, I literally like demanded a refund because there was no intercourse with a pie in the movie. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, out of, out of like ten, what would you rank this movie, synth? Ten. Like unironically. Uh, okay, okay, I'll, okay, nine. I'll, I'll give it a nine. It's it's really good. I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, like this is kind of a hard episode to record because like there's. Not too much, honestly, to talk about it because it's just a, a really good movie, you know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm only really good at talking about bad movies. When it comes to like good movies, I, you know, I, I just 
I'm, I'm just sort of like struck a bit, you know? So I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Yeah, it I, is a bit of a struggle, I will say, to talk about good movies, and I'm sure this episode is probably going to be a flop because we're not just immediately saying, "Ew, girl movie! What do you think about that, girl? You think this girl movie sucks? Meet our yeah. new girl host. <laughs> Let's roast the girl because we watched a girl movie." All right, Mad, what did you think of this movie out of ten? Uh, I am gonna give it an eight. It's just like a all-American classic. Uh, I'm giving it an eight just because, like, I've seen a lot of movies, like, in this kind of, like, teen comedy, teen black comedy genre, and, um, it's definitely among, like, you know, my favorites up there. Like, I think it's, like, really, really up there, but, uh, I I know, like, some other cult classics that, uh, I've enjoyed a lot more than this. Like, uh, my favorite one is a movie called Jawbreaker, and Mm -hmm. it came out around the same time. No. Have you seen no, Jawbreaker? You're not. Yeah, I've seen Jawbreaker. It's not as good as this movie. Come on. <laughs> okay. It's better than Heather's, I think. Jawbreaker. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Are we, we actually had some requests to view Heather's. Are, no, J- Heather's is much better than Jawbreaker. Like Jawbreaker, it's not like a terrible movie, but it's not a good movie. Jawbreaker is a very lazy movie. Jawbreaker it's not has lazy. it. it, it Jawbreaker. It, it's like that scene where it's like, oh, we we gotta make the unpopular girl who turned popular unpopular again, and it's like throwing flyers of papers of it's, her being. It's a like, complex. It's a complex tale of no, corruption. It is not, and plus, like all the like, like look, I I, I understand you got to get like people in their twenties to play like high schoolers because it's just and also you got some like uh you know union rules or whatever but yeah, they all look fucking 30 they all look like 30 magazines like 30 years old in that in those that's, high school that's just how 20 year olds looked back then and it, yeah it, it, it was all the rbst so, in the milk it's no that's when you could still smoke in diners you actually when you could still smoke at school you actually think Jawbreaker is better than Josie and the Pussycats? I'm sorry, but you, my friend, I've never are seen stupid. I've never seen Jawbreakers or Heather's. Yeah, I'm gonna break Mad's jaw right fucking. Now. <laughs> what through your voice alone? All right, yeah, so uh, I know karate. So, yeah, well, how about you? Know you? Vocal karate. Yeah. Vocal karate. <laughs> who'd you Who'd you learn under? Um. Uh, Master Bing Bong. All right. Anyways, so Master still eighty nine. Master Bing Bong's a fucking hack. He's a fucking fraud. Okay. Okay. No, Can I give I my learned, fucking rating of the movie? I now? Learned, wait, I learned karate <laughs> under Movie Bob. Who the fuck is Movie Bob? Okay, you know you're stupid. Go, go, go <laughs> Movie Bob's my fucking sugar daddy. Yeah, Movie Bob, total dilf. Total yeah. dilf. Movie Bob makes me uh, Mountain Dew chicken for dinner every night. What the fuck? That's a real thing he did. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You made Dr. Pepper beans. Shut the fuck up, Ivan. Yeah, but th- those were sold in a can as Dr. Pepper beans. I didn't yeah. fucking mix potions together to make fucking Mountain Dew chicken. Well, at least he has the excuse he didn't like pay you for Mountain Dew chicken. You'll always be known as the guy who like physically like went to the store, picked up, and bought Dr. Pepper beans. You know the crazy part about that is I didn't. It was a gift. 
Will you associate your people who buy that shit? I think they bought it for me as a joke. Even as a joke, you should kill yourself. All right. Anyways, uh, my... wait, 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 please don't kill yourself because I could be liable if you actually do that. Please, please don't. Well, we caught it on recording here. Synth is liable if I shoot myself. Let's go, no. fellas. Uh, I'm going to claim uh, my good buddy Lem on my life insurance. You're going to have to pay him after I'm gone. Goodbye. Oh, shit. Anyways, uh, my, my uh, review of the movie, uh, I give it like a nine. I thought it was very enjoyable. I, uh, I really loved the uh, kind of like over the top, but also subtle in a way, uh, just like anti-corporatism, anti-consumerism. Uh, it kind of like made these like basic tenets of like capitalism seem like a massive conspiracy, even though that's just how like these companies work. Like, yeah, you know, music is selling stuff to you. Music is selling music to you. That's like the purpose of music nowadays. You know, that's why Dr. Dre made the fucking Dre beats. You know, that's <laughs> it's just all to sell products to people. And uh, hey, 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 product. Sometimes products are nice. It, it, it's nice to have product, okay? Uh, least brainwashed Amazon customer over <laughs> here. Amazon Prime member number 01526 over here. I um, like products are nice. I like them. <laughs> I like products. I like I receiving like, things. I like my things, man. I like my products. I like uh, purchasing things that arrive in cardboard boxes, and then I open them, and then I have a thing. I'm sorry like for buying... having toilet paper i like buying cubic zirconium rings for 50 cents off of wish.com man fuck yeah. you guys <laughs> i like buying cubic zirconium rings uh i gift my my uh totally real girlfriend cubic zirconium rings all the I'm time gonna... that are totally not filled with cadmium and you uranium guys are, you guys are turning me into pinochet here oh my god guys come on i like I, I... <laughs> oh come on you don't think it's you don't think a girl with a green finger ain't hot uh yeah uh, i guess she I, I guess i'd fuck she hulk oh god all right that's the end of the show everyone <laughs> thank you for watching zoomer tombstone and our all review right. of josie and the pussycats any final words girl power jason and the pussycats long swords and treasure and and treasure chests <laughs> You know you choking on a jawbreaker. We, we got tattoos on our chest. Except for Larry. All right. Uh, goodbye, everyone.